Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a full podcast with a guest. Oh my goodness. Guys, it's been so long that we've done a, it feels like a month or so. I almost didn't even know where to where the button was for the intro music to play. What's up, everybody? It's great to have you here watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. And boy, oh boy, do we have a show for you. Another guest in the gambling space. Also want to say a, a huge shout out to our, our, I guess, I don't know, part of our sponsors? Partners. Referral, partners, yeah, partners, that's the best word for it. Take Shots brand, guys, check this out. So it's a it's a, sh- a shot straw. You can put your, your liquor inside of here, open it up, put it inside your chaser, which could be a water bottle, a coffee if you're crazy, <laughs> a Gatorade bottle, and then just... Put the shot in like this, suck the, the uh, sh- shot out of the straw, and then you get a chaser and a shot all in one. So if you head over to right in our link in our bio or takeshots.com, takeshotsbrand.com, use code ADEDPOD20 for what? 20% off your order. And we also have cool little uh, hard boozy ice pops here. If you guys aren't getting the gist of it, like we like drinking. Would that be fire though? Like a little like Tito shot or like a fireball shot in with the chaser of a coffee, like on the first tea box? No, maybe like, like Baileys and coffee. I, I know ba- that's like the actual drink, but I wonder. I don't know. I don't know. Well, also Gatorade and next tea party. I might try next, on the first next tea, tea party. Bo- it's it's really it's it's wet dries. It's Gatorade and 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 vodka on the golf course. Yeah, so that's 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 the key, that's the key too. Um, so anyway, so big day today. We have one of the probably the most as we let him into this room here, Mikey over. It's probably the, one of the one of the most likable guys in all of gambling social media, and he pays for your fucking drinks on the weekends. Yeah, it's cool none other cool than Mikey Over. What's up, sir? How are you, baby? Let me fix your view here. Let me fix your view. Can you see us? Can you see us? Can you hear us? Okay, Mikey. What's up, baby? It, baby? Yo, did you hear the intro at all by any chance? Did you hear what I was saying or no? I, I did not hear a word. God, God damn it, dude! Because it was a great fucking intro. We had the we had the applause going. I said, uh, "Tell one me of, how you're buying, paying for bar tabs." I said, "I said Saint one York. of the most likable guys in all oh, of gambling go. social media, and Let's the go. guy that pays for your fucking drinks on the weekends is none other than Mikey Over." And we had the applause going, so. And I just all right, let's try that again. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's up, dude? We really appreciate this, man. How's everything going for you? No, dude, it's going good. You know, you're catching me at a weird time. I'm on an all-time cold streak, but, you know, it's it's a game of runs. And, you know, the legs are feeling like they want to go fast again. So I think we're going to start the week off right. Yeah, so we just have a bunch of questions for you. Um, you know, we Let's see that you obviously you got over 65,000 followers on TikTok, great following on Twitter as well. Um, so we just have a bunch of questions on how you got here, um, maybe some things on later on and, and for, for our, our, I guess – you know, watchers and listeners on the paid side of, of betting in terms of paying for picks. It's always a great conversation, so I'm, I'm very excited to get to that part of it. But let's just start with where, you know, if you have a first betting story on how you got into betting, maybe it was a team that hit, a player that hit, or some, you know, family member, friend that got you into betting. Where did all this begin for you? Yeah, so I went to Providence College, and, um, you know, Fandle got legalized my senior year of college and um i'll never forget it like my first time ever betting i put in a parlay of it was the knicks plus i think five and maybe the like raptors minus three or something and the raptors minus three like smacked and i was like 
holy shit like i'm literally about to pay for like my drinks because we were at a bar it was like a tuesday we were playing pool we would get like pictures and i was like yeah i'm about to literally cover our tab like i threw like 100 bucks in this like the knicks are up six and it was going into the fourth quarter and then i had them at plus five i think it was and fucking frank and tilakina just decided <laughs> in the fourth quarter to try to become an offensive master class and just like sold the bag they blew like a five-point lead ended up losing by like 10 with like literally three seconds left. And I was just like, wow, that, that sucked. But, you know, I was hooked. Cause I was like, God, I got the Raptors, right. I just had to not pick the Knicks. And, you know, that was kind of like the first taste of it. And I was at a bar in kind of the same situation and energy that I try to go for now, every time that I bet. And it was just like, wow, this is electric. Like everyone's watching the Knicks games, all my friends, like we got like three more pitchers than we normally would. And we were like rooting for the Knicks and then they fucking sold to so that hurt. But like that was probably the first taste of it where I was like, wow, this shit's this shit's electric. And that's where kind of like the um you said Providence. So that's kind of where all the uh Friars love comes in uh, March yeah, Madness. We were tagging you in a couple yeah, clips because there was clips of our uh our picks on, on what we were taking. And I remember we tagged you in a couple and there was one where I was like, the Friar train's gonna die <laughs> now. And I'm like, Mikey, I'm sorry to say it, buddy. But now it makes sense that you went there. So well, I'm a Knicks fan. I'm an all New York fan, so that is kind of funny how that whole, you know, betting story kind of started. Uh, with New York sports and especially I just have a question on why the hell you even took the Knicks at, at that time you know they're they were I mean they're not as trash now but they were much more of a just awful basketball team then I don't even know why you would look to take it at plus five I mean I'll tell you exactly why because I remember John Collins and Trey Young were both out on the Hawks okay and so I was like the Knicks are still sense. plus three like why are the Knicks plus three they have their whole starting five in Trey Young and John Collins were both out in Atlanta and it was in New York. And I was like, dude, plus three. Like, how do you not cover plus three? And they were dominating all game. And then just out of nowhere, like, they just sold the bag. And I was like, wow, that was, like, the worst idea I've ever had in my life. And then how'd you bounce? What was the way to, like, bounce back from that? Was there, like, a, you know, you, you woke up the next day and were like, how'd you treat that first loss? Was You wake up the next day and you're like, all right, let me look at the slate and see what I can do today. Yeah, I mean, the, after the first loss, you know, you're waking up like, wow, I didn't pay for those pitchers. That that hurt the bank <laughs> account. We gotta we gotta get back after it. And I had like a bunch of uh, a bunch of credit in my in my account from um from being home at break. And then uh, I, I would have a buddy placing bets for me on Fanduel in New Jersey, and then I had a bookie in Providence. So I was just like, all right, if the Fanduel sells, like we got to have some sort of lay on the bookie. And if the bookie sells, we're like fucked. So, <laughs> so like you Just see like the board stuff, you see the board a lot differently. Other people like your betting strategy is like, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with it. It kind of looks like strictly overs. Where did that start from? And like, why are you more of an overs better than maybe under better? Or even sometimes like a money line or a spread. Yeah, I mean, I have literally never taken an under. Um, <laughs> like I've legit, I've never done it. Like I'm not even kidding. I've never done it. So like when I was trying to create character but it just has ended up being me um i thought you know like my last name is o'brien and i was like oh and then ver is like the perfect like mixing <laughs> right. i had a couple a couple guys like shoot me ideas and the one guy was like how about over and i was like wow that's that's literally perfect so shout out drew um but yeah i mean in terms of a strategy it's just i do a lot of research and i do i put a lot of time in for sure but it's also I want to watch these games, right? And I want there to be more excitement. And I think that's why I loved sports betting because when you asked me why would I bet on the Knicks, I knew they were going to have the Knicks game on. For some reason, this little <laughs> shitty bar in Providence that would be at the end of our street always had the Knicks games on. Every time we'd go, we'd be like, dude, why do they have the fucking Knicks game on? Like, they're playing Sacramento. Right. That does make <laughs> and the it guy more that owned fun, the, though, 
to 100%. watch it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the point, right? It adds a little bit more skin on the game where you go, okay, I'm watching a Knicks-Kings game. Now I'm, like, invested. And I never want to root for, like, guys to do bad. So I look for the over because I want them to, like, I want them to nail that three. Like, I, uh, like, I nail that step back. Like, I don't want to be sitting there being like, oh, my God, please miss, please miss. Like, I don't think that's fun. So, you know, I try to pick and choose the games that, that are going to go over, and especially player props, too. I take the overs, too. So it's like I'd rather have fun watching it and root for them than be rooting against them, you know? Well, so talk a little bit, too, about obviously you have different style of betting, like Manny said, but talk a little bit about, like, how the MLS comes into the play here, how PLL comes Love into that. play here. I mean, you're, you're obviously it's baseball season, so it's a little bit on the drier side, but where does that even come into the, to the slate for you and, and making content on – you know, things that kind of differ you from most of these other, I guess, betting personalities where they're not really taking MLS. They're not certainly not taking fucking PLL. So where does that all come into play? Yeah. I mean, to be totally honest with you, I just, I, I mean, I played soccer my whole life. That was like my one sport that like I played all through high school. Um, all that jazz played it played a little bit in college too. Tuesday, August 2nd is when we're recording the weekend prior to this, I had Friday and Saturday two parlay sell in the ninth inning. And I was like, dude, I literally like I can't do baseball anymore. And for some reason, I just have a great read on the MLS. Like I literally just I like, can't miss. Like I have guys DMing me all the time about like my MLS plays. And then the PLL, I played lacrosse too. And to be totally honest, it's just on the weekends. I'm trying to find someone else to bet on. Like I'm trying because I just can't do baseball. I, I don't think it's fun to watch. I don't think it's fun to bet. And like the PLL, if you watch like a couple of games, like that shit's exciting. But I can't put it in like a pay for your drinks parlay because not every book has it. But to be totally honest with you, that's just like my degenerate self being like, I can't bet on baseball this weekend. What else can I bet on? Well, I see like the and overs in those PLL games, too. So obviously you're still sticking to your damn roots of of what the over is. Um, so I'm sore and they soar. Well, and that's why, you know, I'd, I'd say that's why I kind of brought it there because of where the baseball comes in. Cause like, you'll see, you you know, your Braves minus one and a half, your Phillies money line, your Astros money line. But are you ever to your point of like watching those games? Are you ever able to like sit down and actually watch a baseball game if you're not at the stadium? So that's different. Like people, this creates a, you know, a great argument where it's like, Oh, I'll go to the game. Maybe I'll watch. I'll get my peanuts, peanuts. I'll get my beer. I'll get my whatever. But if I'm at home, I'm not just going to turn on the Phillies and watch the game. That's personally not me. I'm just saying in general, that's where the argument stems from. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I totally see that. I think I have, I have my friends and I have this debate all the time. Um, and I have a strong opinion that top two things to do live is baseball because of the energy. I don't think I watch a baseball game even when I'm there live. I just like the fact that I can go there, get hammered for like four to five hours talk to like my buddies and like secondary there's a baseball game going on so like if i want to look over i'm like oh shit like bryce harper's about to go up to bat and then it's back to just like drilling beers and like doing whatever with my buddies but <laughs> exactly um, no i mean to be totally honest with you i started the season i was like coming off of college basketball where i'd watch every game just get like so into it and i was like you know what? i'm gonna watch a couple baseball games and every time i watched i would lose so I actually, every single baseball bet that I place, I have never watched a second of the game. So <laughs> I, it's a little bit of a, I forget what that word is, of a superstition a little bit. Yeah. And then also, I think baseball is so fucking boring on the TV. I just have no Does time that for it. But differ... a lot of it is that superstition where I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't watch the game. Does that differ from 
MLS. Like, are you like I remember it was that party that I that I had DM'd you a couple weeks ago that my brother hit that tailed your pay the drinks one. And the Union had scored two late in the game that PK to to go up two nothing late. Um, did you watch that game? Are you watching those games or is this different? Where it's kind of like oh, I'm out, I'm out, I'll check them with my friends too. I don't need to watch the game I put on that parlay. Did he lose him? I think so. Maybe can I come back? Is it us? It's totally us. Yeah, no, the Union game I watched, like, won the game. I was like, oh, shit. It's like MLS and PLL I watch because, like, that shit is, like, exciting. But, I mean, other than that, like, I, I can't watch the baseball. I can't. So I have guys, like, DM me all the time during the games. Like, dude, I can't believe that guy just did that. And, and I got to, like, like, what go are you talking ESPN about? <laughs> yeah, dude, I got to, like... Go to ESPN and be like, oh, shit, the play-by-play, the play-by-play. But I'm helping them by not watching. Because every time I watched, I'd get my ass taken. So I was <laughs> like, all right, like, fuck that. Like, I'm not watching these games anymore. So you have, like, a wide range of sports you bet on. If you had to rank your top five, what would it be? Wow, Are you saying bet on it or just watch? Bet on, just to bet on. Bet on top okay. five to bet on. Just to bet on. Because that's different. That's wow. way different. Oh, that's a great question. I've never been asked that before. Um... You know what's crazy though? Like, there's a couple sports up there that you're gonna be like, "What? Well, like, what the hell is he talking about?" That's exactly why. Obviously, I asked. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go college basketball first Great for sure. Um, you know, I think just this last year, it was my first year really trying to do this content thing, and it being the sport that kind of blew me up a little bit, uh, especially with like my Friars having a great year. I also think there's just no better sport to watch and bet on at the same time. I just think it's like all around great. Um. Dude, number two, I'm going to be totally honest with you, just because I have such great memories with it, is Russian ping pong. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done that. <laughs> no, not no, at like, all. I, I, do, I do that shit with Bro, stuff, how many three know. o'clock in the morning degenerate plays have you thrown in on Russian ping pong? Bro, you don't, you don't even want to know, dude. But I, the only reason why I say that is because during COVID, that was the only thing to bet on. And that was, so when I told you my senior year, that was 2020. Dude, the second semester of my senior year, we spent at home. And I was just getting into sports betting that first semester. So I got home and all my buddies, we had FanDuel. We'd get on FaceTime every night because classes were online. She was like a joke. Right. We'd be like, yo, you can bet on Russian table tennis and watch the stream. So we'd stay up till like 6 a.m. just ripping live bets, like throwing like eight leg parlays of these guys playing table tennis and then watching it like together while just getting like hammered over the phone. So like that was like. I don't think I'll ever beat that. Like that shit is still so funny. We I still have a group chat that's strictly dedicated to table tennis where like that at midnight or 1 a.m. every night, you'll get like three parlays thrown in just like, all right, boys, just to feel. And you'll be like, oh, shit, all right, let's go. <laughs> just to um, feel again. Oh, that's great. So there's top two right there. You got college basketball, Russia, pink five. Oh, let's go Russia to three. Um, I'm going to go NFL. You know, I think the NFL is just really exciting. Then probably college football. I feel like any kind of football is just great. And then number five is tough, right? Because I want to say soccer. I had a great time betting on the uh, the hot dog eating contest. I thought that was like <laughs> yeah. over on Joey Chestnut. But that's not happening frequently enough to be like, oh, that's top five. So, you know, I'd probably go something along the lines of maybe like the NBA. If it, the NBA okay. is okay. If it's like playoff or, or championship NBA, like in regular season NBA is ass though. And then maybe like tennis. I'd, I'd put them at a tie. Now, do, you, um, do you dabble with UFC at all or not so much? I do, but I have to be honest with you, probably my least favorite sport to bet on. I feel like that's everyone's everyone loves that on Saturday nights. Yeah. I just can't I can't do it because one, I was watching UFC way before I even knew about sports betting. And then since I've started to try, I just think there's way too large of a disparity to like really 
get into it. Like there'll be a matchup where I'll go, okay, like this guy should probably really win. So maybe I'll throw him in a parlay and he's minus 300. I'm like, uh, there's no point in me taking my ass out at him at minus 300 when I know that he's playing a guy where if he connects with one punch, this guy's going to go to bed. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I just don't love the odds that they have. I do love finishing props. Yeah. In me, the UFC, too. Though. Like, me too. I love like by knockout, like I'll do that shit because you know, it's plus money. It's way more exciting, but I just think there's way too much disparity in terms of like the favorites, like Derek Lewis, like last night, the guy, he got knocked out his fight before and then was playing, was fighting. I forget who it was, um, but it was like a knockout artist and got his shit smacked and he was only like plus 120. I was like, that was just like, I was like, it's got to be like close to like plus 300. Right. The value is just like, not really there in, in the USC. But I, I do agree with you on that one, on that part of the, uh, you know, just having knockout props, you know, finishing props, even like you can get super sweaty and do like second round knockout or like mm-hmm. third round knockout, which mm-hmm. is like just completely degenerate because you're, you're picking that exact round. Um, but yeah, you see, it's still fun though. If like, cause it's just so like good. back to your point with baseball too. Like if you have, or even your, your next point, like when you have a bet on something, like even UFC two guys, you probably never heard of in your entire life besides, you know, your you're main top guys. In. Then you're like, oh shit, bro! Now I'm, I'm, my, in. my eyes are not moving from this no. TV screen. Um, but okay, Dude, and I'll say to that as well, not to interrupt you, but there was, there's like a couple cards a year where my friends and I will all get together, and we will bet on every single fight starting at the prelims, and we'll get like two thirty racks, and we'll just get like obliterated, and by the time we're at the main fight, it's like second round knockout <laughs> between the second and third minute. At exactly two thirty, <laughs> his shit's going on, and you're just dark. Like you don't even know what's going on at that point. But that's like a great time. I think everyone should do that at least once in their life with their friends. Get like a couple thirties, and you only bet singular fights as the as it goes on, starting at the prelims. And you're betting on like it's almost like eleven fights, but it gets it gets weird because you'll be like, dude, I'm taking the Brazilian because I just have he's just Brazilian. He's got to be the jujitsu. You'll be like, holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's keep it back to more about yourself. So how do you kind of differ yourself from the other accounts that are that might be similar to you, whether this be on Twitter, but mainly on TikTok? Um, and then I definitely want to talk about those those videos that you have of the body zooms and then this, that and the other. You got to give some some tips to at least us to know how the fuck okay. to do that, bro. Right, right. Um. I mean, so firstly, how I differ, I would say, you know, um, the thing I hate about sports betting and why I wanted to do this is because I feel like there was such a culture around people who thought they who do it as a job. Like, if I don't win this, like I can't pay for my rent and like guys like that are greasy, sweaty, have a paid discord, like pay for my picks, whatever. And I just hated that because I was like, there's you guys on that couch right now, like me in this room right here. You guys aren't any better at sports betting than I am. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. We can do the same amount of research. I can send you everything that I look at. And at the end of the day, we're both going to be close to 50-50. That's just the reality of it, right? Like even the best guys in the business, um, except Megan making money. She is like unreal. I don't know how she does it. So like <laughs> shout out Megan making money, but she is like so unbelievably sharp. I'll sometimes just like check to see what she's taking. And I never, I try to never take the same side as her because I never want to be like using other people's picks because that just takes all the fun out of it. Um, and I'll come back and be like, damn, but she just went two and oh, like what, like what? But I think the reason why I differ is because I want my stuff to be entertaining 
and I want you to feel like, and I say it in my TikTok lives all the time. I want you to feel like I'm in your corner. Like I'm, I'm just your guy. Like instead of checking your group chat, you're like, all right, I got to check TikTok to see what Mikey's on. And I want you to be entertained. I want you to laugh. Like, I want you to check back. Honestly, I want you to shit on me in the comments when the shit sells. Like, you should see my comments right now. I'm on like a cold streak. So the comments are just like brutal. But I, I find the most joy out of those comments. I think they're so funny. Like, guys will be like, there goes Mikey taking another L. Like, when is this guy ever going to hit? <laughs> but I think where I differ is I try. I want to be a content creator in the space where I feel like I can be the biggest entertainer. Um, and, you know, I'm starting to trying to take steps in that direction. And I feel as though people watch those videos like when you're like, just give me an ounce of how you do that. That tells me that I'm doing the right thing, even though that stuff feels so cringy. Like, I hate doing that stuff, to be totally honest. With you. Like, I hate doing the whole dancing stuff, but I think it's entertaining. I, I love hip hop. So the songs that I pick, I pick very purposely. Like yesterday, that's one of my favorite unreleased Juice World songs. And I was like, damn, like this shit's just going to go nuts. And like, I had a good time making that one. But I think where I differ is like, I'm just one of the guys. You know, I'm one of the guys like I'll never make anyone pay for my picks. Sometimes I'll pay people for taking my picks. If I sold like on Twitter, sometimes I'll do giveaways. Be like, I'm sorry, I sold the bad guys. Like, I'll pick three guys. I'll pay your bar tab right now. Um, like, I just want to be one of the guys. Like, I'm not out here trying to be like my record is 900,000 and, you know, 200,000 and I have a profit of 75 units. Like, no, I'm just I'm one of the guys. dude. Like, this is what I'm taking today. I'm paying for the drinks. I'm paying for my drinks. This is what I'm taking today. And then when it sells, you know, I, I try to be entertaining about it. I try to like put out good content and stuff like that. But I think where I differ is I, I'm just trying to be one of the guys. I'm not I'm not out here trying to be like, wait till I get to a certain amount of following and then be like, all right, I'm selling my picks. Yeah, like 50 bucks right. for the VIP premium package. And this is my straight play of the day. Like, no, I think that shit is so goofy. Well, I, I would go off that by saying like you are really building a personality and i think even for us for ourselves and what we're, we're doing you know on the content space outside of you know speaking in front of these microphones is like it's very hard to build up as a personality because the people have to like you for you right so it's like different from like selling a product because you have to sell yourself so if like you lose in terms of this space or you say a couple ignorant things or this that and the other then you lose that following right so for you i think it's hilarious when people comment like and you put it on your on your videos like Mikey, I need the tab today. Mikey, you gotta get me my drinks paid today. Like this, that, and the other. So like they are fucking with you. Like they really like these people. All sixty five thousand of them really like you know everything that you're doing. So I would just say like, um, you know, where did you get those ideas? Obviously st sticking on the the point of those videos. Where did you get those ideas to do that? And like just I'm not saying to share everything, but just give us a glimpse of like what kind of goes into that because you can see all the 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 cuts, the zooms. Obviously, you got to know the words to all those songs and this, that, and the other. Just give us a glimpse of what those kind of look like. Yeah, I mean, just to answer your question from before as well, like give you guys a glimpse of how to do that. You just got to do it. Like I just started doing it. Like I was testing out different effects and I was like, what would make it crazy when I came in and put the first pick on the board? And it was like the body zoom was perfect. Um, and, you know, I have a couple other effects that I'm waiting in the wings to use. But I mean, you know, like how did I get here? And how do I get these people to fuck with me? Right. I mean, I, it's just me like paying for the drinks has been a thing that I've done since college where I'd be like, I will. I lived in a house with 10 guys my senior year. And dude, I would come upstairs at 8 a.m. on a Friday and I would on our we had a little whiteboard. I would write the parlay I was taking that day on the whiteboard and I would put a different drink above it every single day. Like, so hey, that's where those skits came. Mimosas. In. That's where their skits came from, where you're like, you know, your degenerate roommate. 
Is that kind no, of like based I lived off with ten? I lived with ten guys, and I was I'm the roommate. Like, yeah, that's, that's what, what I mean. So I'm like, that's like, what those skits are referring to. That's hilarious. So, yeah, like I'm the I'm that roommate. You're that you, that you're the degenerate roommate. Well, because I I was watching them, and I'm like, this these are funny as hell, but like a lot of these ideas, they come off even it's just like a comedian. They come off of some story, like mm-hmm. something that happened in their life. Like it has to come; it stems from something. So it is funny to hear that. Um, you know, that's you. Um, but also, uh, I would just take this next to like some future type things. So obviously, you did just mention, you know, you're kind of taking the right steps in the right direction of where you want to go next. Where do you see this going? You do have a big following now, um, getting a lot of trust from people, and you're going on a space with an app that has still the crazy out. Craziest algorithm out there. So, where do you kind of see this going in the next, you know, months, years? Obviously, something in the content creation space. I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, where do I see this going? My goal is to be the biggest in the space and to be like one of the biggest entertainers there is when it comes to sports betting. I really just want to be like a guy that no matter who you are, if you're just picking up your phone today to sports bet or even sports betting forever you've at least heard of my name or you think that I'm like a funny dude or like you ride my picks just for like the bit of it. Even if you think I'm terrible at it because you know, it's going to be funny or I'm going to take you on a good ride. Or, you know, when I get hot, it's the, the funniest shit ever because then you can't touch me. Like I'm, I'm the best in the business. But then when I get cold, it's like, all right, now I'm due. Like, but no, I think, you know, the, the goal is to be the biggest, right. I'm, I mean, I'm going into football season with a great following. Um, I, and I'm just, that's all I'm focusing on is just building this community that I have. Like, I don't really care about, monetizing or doing anything right now it's really just about my community like i would do anything for these guys right now like when i get on tiktok live whatever it is like my goal is just to grow a community i don't really care about the monetization right now i'm sure that'll come um dollar before the guy behind the screen you're gonna lose 10 times out of 10 um so i've avoided that really really well and you know, I've been reached out since I had 10,000 followers about paid for deals. And I've done a couple and, and learned the hard way that they weren't the right thing to do. And so now I'm just really focused on building a community. Um, you know, I'm not really pushing towards trying to get a full-time job anywhere. It's just more so every day, how can I take steps to grow this community and to, you know, not, I wouldn't say grow my brand, but to get myself in front of more people. Cause I think the more people that I get myself in front of, I think there's going to be more people that like me because I think I'm one of the more genuine and, you know, for the dudes guys in, in this industry. No, you definitely are. And that's the one like main reasons why we fuck with you for real, for real, because yeah. you're just one of the dudes you, I'm happy you mentioned football though. Cause I have something I need to challenge you on that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. You said your Jets will win 10 games this year. Oh, he you did say to, you care to explain, you care to explain that. Your Jets are going to win 10 yeah, games I mean, this year. I can year. explain that. He said, I can Yeah, no, I that. can explain that. Wow. <laughs> no, it's, pretty, no, it's, it's pretty simple. I'm I pretty mean, sure you, you had Quan Alexander. <laughs> Listen, I can explain that. It's, it's simple, right? I mean, you take a couple beers. You add them with a Jets fandom since I was like five years old. You give me Quan Alexander two days ago, and now we're winning 11 games is, <laughs> is what's going to happen. I mean – we're, we're going to literally shock the NFL. I'm so convinced we're going to shock the NFL. I think, like, to be totally honest with you, like, on a, on a real, like, I legitimately have had this take since, um, like, the end of last year that we we're going to win double-digit games this year, especially after the draft we had. Um, I think our backfield now is good enough to be able to open up for Zach. And then I also think our receiving core is going to be a top-five receiving core in the NFL. 
Like I'll you take. can't tell me they're not. What was uh? What, what were your thoughts not. on on Mr. Zach Wilson with mommy? <laughs> can we can we just as I mean, as that's... a Jets fan can we just hear about that? Dude, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's banging milk. He's an NFL quarterback. <laughs> like, what, dude? Like, he's already a Hall of Famer. Like, every time I talk to someone about that now, like, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, you can't, like, I don't, like, you, there's nothing you can say to me now that doesn't put him in the Hall of Fame. He's 21 years old, banging milfs and, you know, ripping shotgun, like, on the goddamn New York Jets. Like, this guy is literally in the Hall of Fame already. Like, and not even just, like, milfs. It was his mom's best friend. Like, that is just, like, insane. Like, did you see the video? Have you seen his mom? Too? I mean, did you see the yeah, videos I mean, of the, the friend? I don't, dude. I mean, she looks like a smoke show. <laughs> I mean, like, this kid, this, dude, this kid's a goat. Like, he's literally the goat. He's my quarterback. Like, I don't want him to ever leave now. Even if he like blows up this year, like sucks, like is not great. Like, I can't. We can't get rid of him because now he's just cemented himself as a Hall of Famer. So, who are the rest of your teams though? Because we were we were asking that. that question because we saw a couple of TikToks. You rock like some Phillies gear. Obviously, the Jeff stuff on Twitter. Like, who who are your teams and where does that kind of originate from? Yeah, so this is a classic question because my friends always give me shit for this all the time. Um, in baseball, I don't have a team. It's just whatever the coolest jersey is. Um, so so I'll buy I'm like as many jerseys as I can. Um, so are you South year, Jersey? I, I'm Sorry, Northern Jersey. Northern Jersey. Okay, so that's why it makes Northern sense. So there's jersey. no way you'd be a Phillies fan then. Mm-mm. There's got to be Yankees. Why don't you just hop in a bandwagon? Dude, fuck the Yankees. I just, <laughs> yes, sir. Sorry to cut you off. I just had to make – because you said Jersey. I thought you were more South Jersey. No, you're good. Um, go ahead. It's a conversation. We can have a conversation. Um, no, but I mean, it, it's listen. The Yankees. No, I grew up with too many Yankees fans, and I was a Mets fan when I was little because of Jose Reyes. And then you know, I I really tried to get into baseball, and then I was like, I just can't can't do this. So I'm not I'm not gonna do it. Um, so it's just jerseys. This year, I claimed the Rays as my team because I knew the Mets were gonna be good. This is classic. If you went on to, um, one of my videos, I forget which one, or maybe it was a tweet. I was like, I'm claiming the Rays here, even for the Mets fans. Because whatever baseball team I root for will suck. The Rays came in like unanimous. They were going to win the division, like probably go to the series. And they have just been ass cheeks. Like there is yeah. no shot they're winning yeah. the series. Yeah. Um, so I claimed the Rays this year. Sorry, Rays fans. And then college football, have you, as you guys know, there's a series going on. I'm still trying to pick my team. The NFL is the Jets. Soccer's Liverpool since I was really yes, little. Hey. Yeah, I've been, I've been a Reds fan. He's a big soccer guy. I'm not really a big Atta soccer guy. baby. You see Dar- big Darwin Nunez out there getting his goal. Holland didn't get his goal. Darwin Nunez got his goal. a boy. Dude, and I've been getting – dude, and I got so many text messages, bro, about Darwin Nunez being like, there's a reason why all the other top clubs didn't touch him. You guys paid way too much. And then he goes sure. out and buckets like four in his first exactly. appearance. Like, dude, literally blow me. Kid's going to be nuts, <laughs> bro. Um, but Liverpool, I've been a Reds fan since I was real little. Um. And then the NBA. So this is a classic story. I'll give you this guy's story. I don't think I've told this story on any podcast yet. Um, but grew up a New Jersey Nets fan. Like that was the first pro game I ever went to was a New Jersey Nets game with Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson, and Jason Kidd. Ew. They were playing the Atlanta Hawks when they had like Josh Childress, dude. And I was just like, this is, this is it. Like I got a Vince <laughs> Carter jersey. I got a little basketball. Like I was like wit. Like I was like, the Nets are fucking sick. Like I love basketball. Got into basketball. Um, my favorite player became Allen Iverson very quickly, but got season tickets to the Nets games. Um, and we got really fortunate that we were able to get um, tickets with a bunch of families right at the end of the bench on the baseline. So we had a bunch of families pool and we got like these sick tickets. Everyone got like a certain amount of games and it was the Darren Williams era. So it was in the Prudential Center. 
Um, and, you know, Marshawn Brooks was on the team. He was a Providence grad, so like Big East. And I was a huge Darren Williams. He's the best guy on the team. And I was just like enamored by him every time he played. Like I was like, oh, he's going to go off for 39. He's going off for 29. And he was coming off the floor. And I, it was one of our games. So I was there and it was real early in the season. And I was literally at the front of our seats. So where my knees were probably three feet was the guy at the end of the bench. Um, so we got like Nazis, like they were crazy, but they're also cheap because the Nets fucking sucked. Um, and he's coming off the floor and I was so excited to say something to him, like so amped that I said, here you go, Duran. I don't know why that happened, but it just came out like I didn't say his name correctly. I knew how to pronounce his name and it didn't come out correctly. I was just so excited. I was real. I was real small. I was probably like middle school. Um, really excited. The blood was going. I was like, Way to go, Duran. Like, good. Like, let, let's get back after because we were down like 15. Dude, this grown man looked at me in my eyes. I was like maybe 12 years old. Looked at me in my eyes and went, it's Darren. And I'll never forget. It felt like the whole stadium went silent. Like, you know, in those movies when the grenade goes off and the guy's like sitting there and like things are ringing yeah, and yeah, shit is yeah, just like quiet. Yeah. Dude, it went silent. And I was just like, looking at the guy who's supposed to be like my hero on my favorite team in his eyes. And he looked at me and like corrected me as like a 12 year old. So like already <laughs> thought he was an asshole. And my dad, I'll never forget it. The thing that snapped me out of it. My dad's sitting right next to me. He goes, no, it's asshole, buddy. <laughs> no, left the stadium, dude. Left the stadium. I have not gone to a Nets game since he was like, don't worry about that. Like that's the biggest scumbag I've ever met in my entire life. So I was like, yeah. So now it's like, fuck Darren Williams. If I ever meet that guy, like I'm just going to tell him he's an asshole. But it was the Nets. That's the story. So my favorite team was the Nets. No longer the Nets. Um, still trying to claim an NBA team. So I root for the Hornets because I think Lamelo Ball is like funny. I love telling you people. Can I always can trust the process or whatever if you ever get lonely. You know what I mean? Dude, I can't do the Sixers. I can't. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I just can't. If you put me with that fan base, like I just can't, dude. It would just be too much. Like I try to pick fan bases that need me. Like I try to pick fan because I like I ride for my team. And like when I when I was a Liverpool fan, like when I was growing up, it was like Joe Allen and fucking they yeah, sucked dick. So tough I was like, days. all right, this is like this is the team that needs me. Um, this but I could never do the Sixers. Yeah, I like that because you guys already have that personality. If you guys have five wins a year, like you guys would still be like the Sixers are the fucking best team. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's the shit that pisses me off because I'm an I'm an all New York fan. I live in fucking outside of Philly, so every time it's like you know Eagles get. Eagles got AJ Brown. It's like, oh, division, Super Bowl. I'm like, yo, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys to win the division. But, like, let's just put if – you, if you guys didn't say anything about the fucking playoffs, I'd be cool with it. I, I'm rooting for them to win the division. I think they're going to win the division. Fuck the Cowboys. But, like, we get one little fucking – oh, Joel and beat this. Do that. Oh, championship. We're bound. We're the best team in the <laughs> East. Don't do that. Don't fold. Don't fold. Like, don't don't. Don't fold like that. They're not going to win the division. Like, congrats. You got another wide receiver. Your quarterback still can't throw for dick. Wow. It's like, there's just no well, point. I don't know. I think there's they no are. Point. I think they are going to do it. I think they are going to win the division. There's and I'm no a Giants point. fan Jaylen saying Hurts, that. If you watch the games last year. He's not an accurate quarterback. You're if right. If you watch the games last year, the Eagles were probably the funniest team. It, it, not even just, not even an accurate quarterback, but it was like comical to watch the Eagles because you'd be like, why don't they run the ball? And then they started running the ball, and we're like, holy shit, you can run the ball. And they had Miles Sanders. <laughs> Literally. Like, oh, my God. And we're like, winning games are running the ball. And then it'll be like, oh, my God, like, we have so many wide receivers open. Dude, I watched so many Eagles games. And 
the amount of times either Devontae Smith or Quez Watkins would burn the ass of their cornerback so wide open, it's just see it and then go through another progression and completely miss a wide open guy. It happened like close to 20, 30 times, dude. Game on the line. Yeah, the one when the when they had who before was it? it was before halftime. Well, even bro. yeah, it was like before, and on the throw, and then he underthrew Rager at the end of the game, yeah. which would have won. And he it. threw a pick at like it was like two seconds left in the half. He threw a pick oh, yeah. on like the goal line. I know. You guys, it was like wow. But that was a game. That's still my guy play. though. To to be determined. I I like I said, I ain't buying. I ain't selling. That's still my. <laughs> I ain't buying, that's still my guy. Yeah, you see, he's but it is true though. You Eagles fans go nuts. Oh no, 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 no. We're Brown. Like, dude, we're going to the bowl. Like, we're literally going. They're crazy, bro. They're crazy. There's only, like, are you serious? Or like, I'm are you very selective of my craziness. I'll, it'll yeah. come out, but I, you, I have to be sold, and I'm then I'm all in. Then I'm just as annoying as the rest of them, but I gotta be sold. Yeah, see, but that's the respectable part of it. Um, okay, Mikey, back to a little bit more about you. So you did mention college and the full time jobs and this, that, and the other. Uh, what did you major in in school? And if that's very different, you know, obviously we want to hear how you kind of went down this path. All right. Well, if you, I'll, I'm gonna let you guys try to guess what you think I majored in in college. Okay, I would say so, I would say either a uh, marketing degree at a, at a party school or uh a, or finance, some type of finance. Damn, I was going to go accounting. Mike finance was on the nail. Literally <laughs> nailed it. I was a I was a finance major um at Providence. Like the only reason was cuz I wanted to make money. And I was like, dude, finance is literally what you do to make money. And I was like, this is like, if you want to make obscene amounts of money um, with my personality, I thought I'd probably be good at maybe sales. Mm -hmm. um, I got really into like trading my senior year and I was like, damn, like finance is going to be it. Like, I'm going to love this shit. And then COVID happened as I was going to graduate and um, ended up working for always a crazy story. I was, I worked for Book It Sports. I was on mm -hmm. the um, fundraising team of Book It Sports with Trent because we did an internship the year before. And he called me and was like, hey, um, do you need a job? Because I know like COVID's going crazy and, you know, trying to get a finance job out of COVID. I'm sure you guys had no idea it was impossible. Uh, banks were on freezing, uh, um, on hiring freezes. A lot of small funds that I tried to work for were firing more than they were hiring because they didn't have, um, you know, the stability to be able to bring on uh, new people. And he called me and I was like, absolutely. So I, I was on the fundraising team of Book of Sports um, really early days. Before the app was even released, I worked with them for two years. And the rule was, if you worked for Book It Sports, you had to do content on the app. And I was like, dude, like I, like, I bet every day, but I don't want to do content on the app. And then Classic, I got hammered one night and sent a video into our group chat because I took D'Angelo Russell over points and threes. And I put on like a blazer and I was drilled. And I, um, I sent this video of me into the group chat with like my phone. And I was like, here we are, we're at halftime. It's Mikey here. I didn't have like over yet, but I always called myself Mikey whenever I was betting for some like weird ass reason. And I was like, D'Angelo Russell currently at 11 points, one made three. Well, seems like he's going to sell the bag, but the hopes are really, really high. Like real early days, like just trying to get used to talking in front of a camera. Yeah. Like just blacked out with my friends, send it into our like book at sports group chat. And Trent was like, yo, this is gold. And then they started kicking around on what to call me. And that kid drew said, Mikey over. And that's how it started. And I did that every day and like started creating like a little bit of a following on the book at sports app. Um, and then they decided to give me a show with Liv. So I did a show with Liv where we talked about um, basketball props every day. Shout out Liv Moods. And then I left book it um, because fundraising was really hard. 
And I was like, I think I want to like pursue something in finance more. Like I really want to try to work for a bank. And I left Bucket Sports. And dude, I stopped posting on my Twitter for a week and got, I only had 500 followers or maybe a thousand followers. And I got 300 DMs of people asking me where I went. From a thousand follower account, I got 300 DMs so asking me where I went. that the shit that brought you back to it where you said, okay, I'm not going to do the bank stuff. Dude, and then, and I was applying to, and I was about to take a wealth management role. If it, like, I, I think I can do this. Like if I have 300 people on a thousand follower account, ask me where I went, like what's going on? What's the play for today? Like, ha- like one guy was like, haven't laughed in a minute. Like what's mm. the prop for tonight? Um, I was like, I feel like this is more me. And then I just like doubled down and really started doing it. And it just went crazy, dude. Like it just went crazy. dude. I and I don't know say- how I came up with doing the dancing or doing any of that shit. Like people ask me that all the time. I don't know how I came up with wanting to do that. I like I legitimately did that first. So if there's anyone in sports gaming you see that does like dancing where the shit comes in, like, dude, I did that my first week. I like I I started that. Dude, there's this um, guy uh, who has like 7,600 followers. His name's Jay Bucky. I don't know if you if you saw him, but he did it. No. He did a uh, he. We follow him, and he comes up on our feed every so often. And he posted one yesterday, and he's like on a cold streak and he's like just look him up after, after we're done you'll want you'll laugh at this and he's like he posts a video he's saying this this and this and he's like i'm on a cold streak channeling my inner mikey over with the edits to see if this helps like something like that where you know it goes right back to your point where you kind of started that first but i Let's also go. do have to say like that story right there about the book it story and like you know, doing the podcast with Liv and going in and out of deciding what you want to do. I think that's the coolest thing you said so far on this fucking podcast. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I, I hope you tell that story more often because I don't think, you know, many, I mean, I, we had no fucking clue that, you know, you were with Book It and then you went, had to decide if you wanted to do the full-time nine to five, but obviously everyone wants to get out of it. That's why we're all three of us are here on this podcast trying to make it in content creation. I don't know, man. So how much, how much Let's did uh, being with Book It, like at the startup help you like, learn the content game and maybe like how to be more captivating when you're dealing with Trent and dealing with obviously like a legend now like live moods. Like how much did that help you into what you're doing now? Yeah. I mean, dude, it was huge. Right. I mean, you, you take everyone off that roster right now. We're all doing insanely well. Like that's the thing I say about Trent all the time is he really, the one thing we did wrong was we picked all kids. The, <laughs> the max age when we were all there was 25. And that was one guy. The rest of us were all 21. Um, so I, I say all the time, like that was probably where we went wrong. But my God, did Trent have an eye for picking people? Because Live Moods now works for FanDuel. Um, one of our guys behind the scenes works for the NFL Network now. Trent's the biggest in the space. I'm starting to carve out a little name for myself. Um, everyone else that is on the team um, that had that stayed is now doing great, like knows exactly what they're doing. Um but it's like, man, he really had an eye for it. I, think that I don't think I was doing this because we realized while we were creating this application, there is no content in sports betting. And the content that there is, is ass. It's all these handicapper guys that do all that pay for my picks, like 50 bucks, VIP premium, mega goat whale play. Like we used to make fun of that shit all the time. And we literally would have meetings and go, there is no content for what we were growing up, which is just a kid in college. Mm-hmm. There's no content for that. And that is the most fun sports better. That's the sports better that has the most fun. That's not relying on it to 
pay his rent, but pay for his drinks. That's why I always loved pay for the drinks. Like that was my thing. Like I'm not fucking paying for the rent, dude. Like I, this is now <laughs> I feed my family. Like I'm paying for the drinks on a weekend because this shit's going to get nuts. And that's why I would go up in my house every day and fill out that whiteboard and be like mimosas, Vegas bombs. And it would be like three picks and fucking whatever the odds were. Um, and we were like, that community is so underrepresented. And we were like, we just need to represent that. Like we need to make content that you send into your group chat. We need to make content for the kids that wake up on Friday and they're about to go to a darty, but they want to throw their picks in <laughs> because they know like that's what the day to or the kids that rip the, the online casino at night. Um, so it was huge, man. I mean, that was probably without Not that. I don't think I'm. At. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Don't even get me started, dude. Not the lie. Dude, you, know you, know you know what's crazy? Like everyone that I talk to, because, you know, I still have like a bunch of buddies that are still in college and shit. Like, Bro, everybody knows the online casino is not where to go. Like you should yeah. never do like it never, dude, it never works. It never works. Like the online casino never works, dude. Every night you find yourself there with your buddies. Yeah, we, it's, like, it's more yeah. so than betting. Like that one time the casino saves your ass, like you just lost the whole account and you went and went all back. That one time is like, all right, well, that way, hey, hey, two times out of 10, I can save my ass. So I'm going to go back. No cap. That literally just keep, that happened to me like a all-star game. I nuked the whole account, lost the whole account on all-star props and bullshit bullshit and then uh we went into live dealer blackjack and just oh dude sent it we're back we're back <laughs> so it, it just it, it keeps dude, you live going. dealer fuck dude but my buddies and i when we were in school literally used to make packs we'd be like yo we're not ripping the online casino i know today. i have to say like, to no matter what now, no matter where this ends up like no matter where we end up betting whatever we are not ripping the online casino. I have the funniest story. We were so my buddy and I, senior year, we were like, all right, we're not ripping the online casino. Like, we can't do it. Like, I refuse to do it. Um, we go out that night. My buddy ends up getting with this chick. So he got they're back at the house, whatever. I come back to the house with the rest of my my friends. And this girl's like leaving as we walk in. So we're like, oh shit, like let's fucking go. I'm not gonna say his name, but we we're like, all right, let's go. Wasn't <laughs> wasn't the greatest, wasn't the worst, you know. It was like one of those nights. Let's go. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> he took like a he took like a minus hundred. That's fine. A minus hundred. You got your money back. Like whatever. Yeah, it's just a transaction. We were like, all right, we're like got that job done. Dude, I'll never forget. We I like come upstairs. We're like so fucked up. We come upstairs, and my body comes out in his underwear, like just like straight up in his boxers. And he was like, dude, I dude, I need blackjack. <laughs> and I was just like, I've, I've never seen someone that needed blackjack more. Like, you know, when like someone says something and you just like in their eyes, see that they need it. Yeah. It was just like, dude, I, I need blackjack. We sat on the couch on my laptop for close to two hours, just like continuing to drink while he told, I would never tell the story, but it had, it was the worst encounter in a bedroom I've ever heard in my life. And the only thing that <laughs> But the only thing that could help it was blackjack. So, you know, we ripped the online together, casino, man. lost like 100 bucks. Yeah, like whatever. But classic online casino. Every time you tell yourself you're not going to do it, you end up doing it. Yeah, I mean, I just, I've been there multiple times. <laughs> We've had some nights. We've had some nights, dude. <laughs> At end of night, games are done. You're watching like the end of like the Angels and fucking Giants game. And, you know, Otani's already out. It's the eighth inning. It's like 130. Counts lost. You just need to feel. You need to feel something, but it's all, it's wins. And the, the thing with those things, it's, it, you can't emotional bet with that. You seriously can't because then you're like, oh, double down the next hand, double down the next hand without like, like before the hand, the hands even dealt. And you're like, well, then I lost. It's, it's all emotional. If you lose, then just play, play, keep your unit system for that. 
And that's why I would take, you know, one of these couple final questions here on if you really do have a unit system um, and, and how you kind of bankroll manage and that kind of stuff. Because I know, you know, we see the odds and stuff like that, but we, you know, a lot of it is you don't know like what you're putting on that. And we're not asking you to say that. Um, just, you know, if you have a unit system and how you kind of treat that bankroll management. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against telling people what, I, what my unit is. I do have a unit system, but I've gotten to the point now where I'm just never going to tell anybody. Yeah, you don't Because I think, the, I think the allure and how mad it makes certain people is like what makes my day. Like when I hit a bet and I do like a reaction video or whatever I call it, and I get the people in there and be like, dude, this guy probably puts $1. This guy probably puts $5. Like those comments just make me laugh so much. Like, so I love those. So I'll never tell anyone I put on bets anymore. Um, but I do have a unit system. I think a lot of people get it twisted though. A lot of people think that like, I'm just throwing money around to throw money around. Like I do have a system. I do put a lot of effort into my picks. Um, and I'd spend a lot of time uh, picking what I want. But then also I'll be honest with you. I I'm also degenerate where I'll go fucking the Astros just lost two in a row. They're due. And, you know, like they might not be due, like they could very well lose that third game. And I will in my head build a scenario where they're a thousand percent due and I'll put them in a parlay and they'll lose. I'll be like, well, they weren't due. That sucked. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I have a system. I think a lot of people too get it twisted that I'm down a lot. But what they're not realizing is every time you see me hit, I'm always ending positive because I'm, I'm only placing parlays. Like, I don't do straight bets. I think that shit is so boring. Um, but no, I do have a system. I mean, this last week has been brutal because I haven't hit a three teamer in like a full week now, which is like not normal. So, the account is starting to, you know, look back at me. That's never a good feeling when your account looks back at you and you like look at that number and it starts looking back at you and you're like, oh shit, like that's not good. Um, but no, I think a lot of people get a twist though because like I'm only parlays. So I build my bankroll very quickly when I'm on. And then, you know, like starting last week, I'll be honest. Once I start seeing the signs of going on a cold streak, I'll bring my unit down a little bit. I never bring it down by half or by more than like a quarter. Um, but I'll bring it down a little bit if I know I'm getting cold. But then I, but then I'm an idiot because I start the weekend and I'm like, you know, fuck it, I'm going all in. And then it's like two ninth <laughs> inning sell jobs and I'm worse than I was two days before. But you know, I do have a system. I am, I am a sports better. I take it very seriously because I know people are putting money on my picks. Um, and you know, that's, that's on me because I'm putting my picks out there. A lot of people get mad at, at guys for um, complaining about when my stuff doesn't hit because they're like, you have an adult decision to not take his picks, but I'm also putting my picks out there for people to take. So, you know, I feel like I do have a responsibility to, you know, put in as much effort as I can to make sure that I make people money. It's made me happy when guys make money. Like that's just like, to be honest, I, the only reason I keep doing it is because I love making people money. Like I love when I get DMS of guys being like, dude, I just paid for my bar tab. Like let's double down tomorrow. Like, I love that shit. I don't really do it for the followers or any of that. And I think that's why I've seen success with what I'm doing is because I genuinely do it because I love paying for people's bar tabs. Like I like, dude, I would put in just as much effort when I was in college, putting those shits on the whiteboard than I would if I had a million followers, right? Because it's like, I just love doing it for the fact that like we get back to my house and see if the parlay hit or we'd be out and see if the parlay hit and be like, all right, fucking let's get shots. Like right now, yep. let's get shots right now. Or like, let's go to the fucking like 
let's hit a strip club or something like dumb exactly. shit. And you just be like, and you'd be like, all right, well now it's covered. Like, even though it takes, this is the funny part too. Even though it takes days to get money out of your account, either from your bookie or from your Fanduel, like the drinks are paid for. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why, like, that's why you say it at the beginning. The drinks are paid for. Um, Mikey, yeah, like, you, I forgot to ask this earlier. Um, talk us through, take us through all of it with betters bet. Is that still going on? How did that start? Talk to us about Gavin. What the hell's the whole story there? Yeah, so this is this is gotcha journalism here. Wow, you guys brought me on. Just this is this is the most question I get all the time. Um, no, listen, Better's Bet is, I mean, I can tell the full story, right? Gavin also came on to um to book it towards the end, um, and we ended up deciding like when I decided I want to do this, I was like, hey, like we were on that. I don't know if you guys know anything about like the book it lore, but we were all on a podcast together. It was me, Trent, Gavin, this kid, Jason, and that was the book of sports podcast. It was four guys. And, um, you know, I left Gavin ended up leaving and we decided to do this together. So we moved out to LA. Like we had only known each other for maybe a month and a half. Um, moved out to LA together, um, stayed with some of his family, um, slept on couches, slept in shitty Airbnbs, like did the whole nine. And then we decided to move back home and we stayed at my house. We stayed at his house a little bit. We stayed in hotel rooms together, like this whole shit. And, we got into the summer and we had just spent, you know, when you've spent too much time with someone real close to me, a little bit, it's like, okay, like I didn't know you before we started. And now we have literally not been apart for close to a full year. Sure. Like being in the same room, like breathing the same air, all that. Um, so it was like, all right, let's just take like a little break. Like I still love that. I have so much love for that kid. Like he's my favorite of all time. Um, but right now it's just kind of like a little bit of a break where it's like, okay, like we spent a lot of time together, like real high octane doing everything together, sleeping in the same hotel room, sharing beds, like doing this whole shit. And we didn't really know each other. And then it was like, we got to the summer and you know, my family wanted to do stuff. His family wanted to do stuff. So it was like, all right, why don't we just go like solo and just take like a break for a little bit? Because, you know, it's going to be too hard trying to do the podcast remote and trying to do clips and, and all that shit. We're still boys we're still good like we're just trying to figure out what we want to do next um to be totally honest with you we're at the point where we're trying to figure out what we want to do next we don't have a plan yet we don't know if we're going to bring it back if we're not going to bring it back um yeah it was just kind of a like we just needed a little bit of like you know a breathing room it was like a relationship you know where it's like okay like let's just take a little bit of space because we had spent a lot of time together and you know i'm i'm probably not easy to live with in that close proximity all the time um and do all that shit together all the time. So it's like, you know, we just got to take a little space. Yeah. I but yeah, it. you guys finally got the answer. Yeah. So because I, I know. Yep. Yep. Look at Mikey <laughs> sharing the details. Uh, I know it might be a little bit of a touchy subject, but I personally didn't even know that. I just, you know, when, when we kind of look over like the Twitter and stuff and TikTok, you don't see as much of the content anymore. So there was obviously some type of story there. And obviously we are here to dig those stories out. Um, so one of the last things that we'll ask you is... In terms of you kind of moving on into your next steps and where you want to go, do you see that with, and I know this is kind of on the deeper side of it, but do you see that with a certain group or is that going to be mainly more of like still riding it solo and then maybe a couple of sponsors reach out to me here and there? I mean, you know, it depends, right? Um, you know, there's a couple of companies out there, you know, every content creator in sports would love to work for. Um but to be totally honest with you, like I said, I'm not really focused on um, the hurdle that is two in front of the one I'm trying to jump over right now. And the one I'm trying to jump over right now is 
actually to be someone in the space. Right now, I think I have a very small niche of people that know who I am in the space um, and that know of me. And then I think I switch to another platform and I'm literally just getting started where it's like, nobody knows who the hell you are. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, is, does he do sports betting? Like, what is he doing? And I think, you know, I'm just at the point right now where I'm trying to just create a name for myself where I'm not focused on the hurdle of when am I going to get that salary? I'm more so focused on the hurdle of let's just be somebody, right? Um, like for you guys, for example, for a podcast, you should never, at least from my perspective, like how I built this brand is you should be thinking about the dollar, but you shouldn't be chasing the dollar. You should just be trying to put out content that people want to pay to be on. You shouldn't be trying to put out content that gets you paid, if that makes sense. Sure. There's a big difference between making content that gets you paid and making content that people want to pay for. Um, and I think a lot of people into especially this business right now, and they, and you know, it's it's a long game. I I always quote Tory Lanez, even though you know he's doing some shit. You know, whatever it is, he said this. He said, I would have rather have done it my way a thousand times over. I have built a catalog that I can fall back on. Whereas if you're a one hit wonder and you go viral, crazy, stupid viral, and you know, you fall off a little bit, you don't have a base to fall back on. You don't have a catalog for them to go listen to. You don't have a, a catalog or a couple hit songs that they haven't heard yet that can make them more of a fan. Um, you're creating while reacting at the same time. Whereas, you know, I'm, I've kind of taken the Tory Lanez approach where it's, I just want to build my catalog as deep and as, you know, great as possible. So that when you find me, you have stuff to go into and be like, oh, he used to do this Will It Bust series. Like, I wonder if he's going to bring that back. He like, he's really been doing this for a minute. So like, I get why he has the following he has, or, um, you know, stuff like that, where you can look back and go, okay, he has hit a couple bets, but he's also lost a couple bets because I can go back and look at everything. Um, but he's also free. Yeah, I mean, but he's also free. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like he's also paid full. Um, yeah, that's kind of the approach that I've taken. And I think that's like a great way to look. Um, I also go day by day. You know, I'm, I've always been a guy, whether it was sports, school, where freshman year, I'm thinking about graduating. So when I first got into this, I was first started making content. I was thinking about, okay, like, how am I going to get paid? When is the salary going to come? How am I going to get paid? Like, right. um, how are we going to, how are we going to get betters bet to a hundred thousand followers? How am I going to get my account to 5,000 followers right now? Like, what, like, and I had, uh, um, actually Gavin, other, kind of like sat me down and you need to sing down the side that you're climbing right now. So you know, that's something that I focus on a lot too. Um, and it's all feelings for making content for sure. I mean, if you guys are in the business, you know, the deal, um, people are going to say the worst shit possible and you just have to be able to go, um, you know, like whatever it is, like that guy is just real mad right now, but I'll tell you a funny story about that. And then I'll stop talking for a little bit, but, (laughs) um, I've had people come up to me and take, want to take photos. Right. So that was a surreal experience. That's so cool. I'm at March madness or I'm just, or I'm just at a bar and guys are like, yo, Mikey over. Holy shit. Like, can I take a photo? Like, sure, man. Like, absolutely. And they talked to me for like 20 minutes. Like, dude, like I fucking love your shit. Like you're all over my feed, whatever. And they sent me the photo. And I'll tell you this more than 10 times has somebody sent me the photo and the DM before that 
has been them calling me a loser, telling me I suck, telling me like I'm a waste of space, telling me like I'm the worst follow in the industry. And then the next DM after that is, is a photo. photo. Yo, bro, so good to meet that, you. Bro. Like you you're my like, like you're my favorite. And and that that needed to happen though to have that flip switch because I used to go at people in my DM sometimes. Be like, bro, like go get a fucking life, dude. Like, what are you bitching about? And now it's like switch is now i know no one is tough when you remove the screen dude nobody there's nobody that's tough when you remove the screen not a single person not a single because i guarantee there are people that follow your podcast dude let's you guys put an episode where one of you takes a really strong opinion on one side and no one really agrees. we actually can go there sir we get we get some of the hate too some people just say like really weird things on takes that you have to give but it is it's part of the game um, but we just want to thank you for your for your time today to kind of give us this rundown on on your story. I think you're one of like the like I said at the beginning, one of the most likable guys in this in this space of gambling social media. And I don't know why a lot of people wouldn't want to just like follow like like you said, like be the guy. Like you're the guy that that you want to follow. So um, you said you're a North Jersey Sorry. guy. We gotta do it again. We gotta have you on again. We gotta have you on I, again I when, we, vibes, when we can bro. have some better fucking um, uh, internet stuff and connections we can do some lives no, yeah, later when the football season comes around but also yeah. we are looking to do i know you said yeah, you're we north jersey. Do, we got... fuck yeah bro. you also said uh you're north jersey so we're looking to get up to uh yankee stadium to do um a, a video with the bleacher creatures so um obviously you know we'll be hitting you up for that if you're a north jersey guy but seriously man we appreciate it um love Let's to be able it. to meet you in person and come fuck around Thanks. with the boys thank you so much so man. thank you mikey we'll talk to you real soon dude Let's do it, bro. I appreciate you guys for having me. This is great. All right, Mikey. All you right, take Mikey. care, bud. Um, keep hitting your bets, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, pal. <laughs> Paying for bar tabs. The same bar tabs. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try. I promise you that. We're gonna try. <laughs> I promise you that. Take care, Mikey. We appreciate it. All right, boys. So that was uh, Mikey over, guys. Really sorry about that. I don't know what the hell is going fucking on. Fucking Steve Jobs, bro. We're gonna have to have a call with you and all this fucking bullshit. We just we we, we get some bad. Uh, Come on, if, man. if you do realize uh, as you're watching and listening that you get some some internet static and cutting in and out, we apologize for that. This is it's it's part of the game. You know, when when we become big time and we make it, then we can go fly to these locations and meet these people in person. But we're obviously not there yet. So, uh, but we appreciate you guys tuning in for this episode with Mikey Over. More gambling guys to come, more gambling girls to come, much more content coming on the way. If you guys want to follow us on our social media platforms, at 8080podcast on Twitter, at 8080pod on Instagram. The TikTok is the name of the show, the All Day Everyday Show. I know it's been a while for podcasts and this and that. We're going to get back to segments so you guys can start hearing our voices again. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me all day AJ. Thanks, Mikey Over. You're the best. And hopefully the internet's better next time, guys. Appreciate you guys. Talk to you soon.